Hello, welcome to the Hanky Panky Podcast. I'm your host, Hank, and I'm here with Frankie Vanian, aka also Honey Milk. Hi. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> we just shot some porn. Yeah, we did. Long, long, long work day. I saw you fit your entire hand in someone's pussy. That was a first for me. That was really <clears throat> fucking impressive. So how did you get into sex work? Um, so it's, it's a bit of a long story, uh, but I started doing sex work in 2015. Um, I was on again, off again with uh, my long-term uh, boyfriend, um, baby daddy. And I was really broke and I, uh, couldn't like maintain retail jobs. I was Fuck, retail I, is hard. I was really bad at it. And, <laughs> I would um, be too. so then I, I don't, I went to beauty school and then I went to school with a dancer and this dancer was just like explaining to me like some of the ins and outs and just like right. kind of like a little guideline to it. And so then I was like, maybe I can do that. And I was not able to do it at first. Like I auditioned and then I oh, worked. Oh, at a club? Yeah, I worked <laughs> a couple. Sorry, I should have specified. I started dancing. I like, tried to dance. I was so bad at it. Shipping is hard. Dude, it's so scary and it's hard, especially like I didn't know much, you know. Like, Did you no ever like want to get into sex work before? Or was this just like an entirely new thing? Um, I think at that point, you know, in my life, I, I didn't know what I was going to do with my career. I just was trying to make money, but like I, I wasn't able to make money. And then I don't know why I just like felt that like I wanted to pursue it. Like I, I wasn't really thinking like, oh, am I going to do this forever? Yeah. Like, um, so I auditioned. I was really bad at it. I was really awkward and scared. I was so terrified. It's terrifying to strip. Yeah. And it was at an all nude club, too. Mm. So you that's know. how I started. Uh -huh. too. It was pussy out. Uh -huh. <laughs> Everything. I was like, I have to take it off. They're like, yeah, I was like, oh, you okay. get in trouble if you don't. <laughs> yeah. They're like, by the second. Yes. Song. Yes. And so um, I, I did that. What and was the your stripper name? Oh, dude, I went by, um, I went by like Dahlia, like some girl gave that to me. She's like, you like the girl, like the black Dahlia murder. I was like, oh, okay. That's <laughs> okay. Dahlia. And then, um, I think I went, I went by Fox and then I don't Fox. know what, uh, I went by some other name, but like, I, I wouldn't even be able to remember. Yeah. Um, so I did that. I was like, I think I was like 20, 21 at the time. And then, um, I was still in beauty school, so then I pursued that. I stopped dancing, and then I started doing again. Um, I, I forget what year. I think it was, like, 2016, 2017. That's when I went, like, full in and, like... So it's just, like, a really long... I'm, I'm going to give you, like, a whole thing. Like oh, it, I'm ready. So I was um, I was doing skincare. I got... I was, like, uh, apprenticing, I guess you would call it that, like, uh a spa and I wasn't making shit I was really bad like at that time at like communicating with people I was like really self-conscious and like not good with clients like I was so awkward like I would try to like make them laugh and joke and then I'd be the only one laughing at my joke I was like oh okay. little jokester yeah so uh, I just that's how I try to make myself feel comfortable I just try to like make jokes and like, like laugh yeah so I was doing um, skincare. I wasn't making shit, and I was still living with my dad. And um, 
this was when I was uh, newly, like, I finally left, like, my abusive relationship after, like, I th- think we'd been together for, like, almost, um, almost, like, 10 years. Holy shit. So it was, like, a really lengthy relationship. Did I, you feel free? Uh, yeah, to a certain extent. Like, I was with him from age 15 to, like, 21. Um, and I was, like, I, that's all I knew. Like, he took everything away from me, like, friends, like, yeah. you know, family. And it's your first, like. Yeah, yeah. uh-huh. So, um. I was trying to, like, figure out what to do, and, like, I couldn't make money, and I was like, dude, like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do retail and just do, like... Retail is so hard. No, and I I just, like, I, I didn't know what direction I was going, so then I went back into dancing, and, um, yeah, that just, like, I, I was not good at it. I was so, I was so bad I was at, a lazy stripper, too. I was so lazy. <laughs> I, I got lazy, and then I... Um, did I, you like partake in drugs at yeah, the strip club? Yeah, uh-huh. that's when I like my life kind of started like turning for a bit. Um, and then I had uh, I had a friend that I was dancing with, and then she had fucked me over and like stole money that we made on stage together, oh, shit, and like left me, me. like so and, fucked up. Yeah, but you know what's fucked up is that like. She told me I had never tried Xanax before, and she's like, "You should try this. It makes you like more energetic." What? Yeah, she she gave me half of a bar, and I was drinking. So, so to put it politely, you were drugged, bro. Yeah, I completely like blacked out. I just remember her like yelling at me in the dressing room, and then everyone told me they're like, "No, like she like stole your customers, your clients, and then she took your money." Mm. And then the next thing I remember, I was like. I was on the freeway and like I rear-ended someone and I was I didn't know where I was at my like gaslight was on and I had like one percent on my phone so yeah (laughs) it was really scary so I got off uh, the freeway um found someone to let me like charge my phone and I made it back safely and I was like okay I don't think I should dance anymore Mm. and then I tried pursuing like my like civilian job and I was so bad at that too and then um, I, my parents had, like, realized what I was doing. And, like, they told me, like, you need to stop or we're going to kick you out. I was still really young. How did they find out? Um, because I was coming home late, like, the hours. With and then, cash. like, yeah. And then they, like, went in my room and found, like, my bag with all my outfits and my shoes. And so they're, they're very upset about that. And then um, eventually, like, I went back to dancing. Um I think this was 2017 because I would dance for a bit. I would make money. I Then something would happen. I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Like yeah. I need to get out of this. Like this is not for me. And then well, uh, and no one gives you a guidebook to dancing. No, and no. And like now, like you can, you know, like you can actually like pay someone to like give you advice and like share right. their experience with you. Well, like I back like the- was on like I tried Reddit was like, kind of a thing i tried uh-huh. to look on reddit i would ask people but it's very competitive in the strip club so people oh, were like yeah. they don't want to tell up. you yeah yeah they're like don't what are you doing like now yeah. you could like research so much things like i feel like there's like so many sex workers now that yeah. who are like um so open about what they do which is like awesome like there's actually a community right. and there's like, resources to mm-hmm. find out and to do it safe but if you just enter into the uh-huh. world and you're like i'm trying xanax it's like it's not yeah. gonna go well no i was just like i was so 
young. Like I didn't know what I was doing. And like I was hanging out with people that I should not have been hanging out with. And so I um, get that. I was also like trying to find like a sense of like self. And so, yeah. So anyways, like I, um, at one point I finally moved out, uh, of my dad's and then I was living with this boyfriend. We lived in this like punk house in Long Beach and <laughs> Long Beach. Yes. And we like, we like shared a garage and it was like separated in four and oh like there God. was like little fake little walls like mm. that we like made like little barricades for our own little area so i live with this dude and i don't know like we were kind of in a relationship a situationship i don't know but like i was telling him like you know like i think that i'm gonna start dancing again and he he did not care so i started dancing again and then while i was doing that um i met a photographer who told me about many vids and he's mm. like have you ever heard of many vids i think you do really many vids has been around for a while a really long time wow. yeah since like 2017 and then i was like wait a second and so i thought to myself like do i like if i make porn like people could see this and like it will follow me forever but at that time i was like I need money. I don't mm. give a shit. Yeah. And so the guy I was living with, he was like, I'll help you make videos if you want. So he made content with me, which was like wow. crazy. Yeah. And so I would do solo stuff and I'd like do stuff with him. And, what type of content? Um, just like, you know, like solo masturbation and then uh, just boy girl content, like just basic like right. uh, like amateur like yeah. porn you know there's um, a market for that for sure yeah and so that's how i like started uh getting into porn and then that's when i really i like lost myself and like i got really wrapped up into like drug abuse and um that i was dancing at the time too i was trying to juggle both because i was like fuck a civilian job like i can make money doing this but right. like i wasn't like actually hustling like i was just getting by because i was i was a drug well, addict that's the same for me is i would get money spending on drugs and then wake up and have no money even though i worked 10 hours yeah it was so unfulfilling and then it's it's a cycle it's really fucking hard mm -hmm. to get out of it really is and so i was like trying to do both i was like oh, okay i'll keep making videos and like i had a decent following on instagram mm -hmm. and that was like when you could like post like about like your snapchat and then i saw people had like mm -hmm. premium snapchat so i was like oh shit like like learn as you go uh -huh. hustle. yeah so i was like okay this is another thing i could it's do so intertwined mm -hmm. so i started doing that i was like okay i can make money doing this this right. is awesome and then um i so i still was dancing and then I was dancing at this club. I don't know why, but like I stopped working there because the security guard did not like me. Like mm. he was so rude to me. Like he would interrupt me like during my dances, like accusing me of like doing extras and like, which I wasn't like, cause their place is like only topless. Like it's oh, like they have yeah. alcohol there and stuff, but he would always fuck with me. And like, I would have to like beg him to walk me to my car. He never wanted to walk me to my car. That's so scary. Yeah, but when my friend was there, like he would like walk us because he like had a crush on her. No, favoritism in the club is crazy. Well, I I've never heard of anyone else going through this shit because like I I like I don't know like <laughs> the last two clubs I worked at the security like just one security like. They fucking hated me. I do not know why. Like, I think it's because, like, well, I worked at that place I was telling you about, the topless place, and then I just had enough. Like, I was just over it. Like, I didn't make money there, and, like, the 
girls that were there were very like voluptuous and thick like really really sexy like mm -hmm. and me like i was like awkward and like i had like patchy like shitty like stick and poke tattoos <laughs> and like i was really yeah. like underweight at the time too from, from drugs, drugs yeah. and so i didn't look like super like I can banging relate. you know what i mean yeah so i was not making money there and then i worked at this last spot and the manager was so cool with me like he was like oh you don't, you don't have to do all those hours like leave whenever you want like mm. he was so nice and yet another security guard he fucking hated me i do not know why i just i get it not everyone's gonna like me but like maybe yeah. something about me just like got under his skin he wouldn't walk me to my car at night and this spot was like more of a sketchy spot yeah. like really dark no i'm so grateful i had my security guard on this mm -hmm. podcast like without that like i i one time got into an uber that i thought was my uber but since jj was there uh, he was like you told me i don't know shit about cars he's like this isn't a honda oh no oh that's so scary right but like you need security on your side no for sure because like what if they abandon you like shit happens dude yeah so i had to go this last night i was i mean like i'm not gonna lie like it was the <laughs> This is the first and only time I ever tried ketamine and mm. like some girl offered Fuck. it to me. And so I was like, oh, I don't like how this feels. And then after I wasn't feeling it anymore, um, I asked the security guard to take me out and he just ignored me and walked away. So I had to go through the back and this guy was like, hey, hey, do you want to go on a date? And I was like, no, I, I don't do that. Alone. And so I'm like walking to my car in the back. It's like it's near like... Um, I guess like an industrial area so like it's dark and like this guy was like following me to my car and he's like do you do extras and I was like no and he's like let's go on a date come on come on I fucking know you do I fucking know you do that's so scary and so he chased me to my car and like I had a shitty like Honda Civic like <sighs> so like I could like I could I had to unlock it with the key with the key, with the key. Oh. and so I had to get in the car and like manually lock it and like as I was locking it his hand was <gasps> on the door and so I got in my car and he chased me on the freeway and in like his car yeah wow yeah I was able to lose him but dude like I was like drunk I was like I, I had cocaine in my system like ketamine like I was all over the place and then I made it back to that spot in Long Beach and I was like okay like I'm not gonna do this like I, I can't do this anymore like this is this is like not safe for me like I, I and that was the last time I ever danced because mm. I don't know what could have happened to me like and you're right like security like is a huge thing and I you know I don't know of anyone else who's like had a security that just that. wouldn't walk them to their car i've heard of shitty no that's not actually not true i don't know anyone with that exact experience but i've heard of security guards fucking it up for girls like not taking care of them and leaving them on their own yeah they he every time i don't know i don't know what i did i guess i was like i mean like i was probably annoying like i was young i mean i was a drug addict in the yeah <laughs> i was too. a drug addict so, so like yeah, but that's still, I mean, drug addicts are people that, who deserve, you know, to be taken care of. It's not like you deserve to be walking out there alone and put your life yeah. in danger. Yeah, that was, it was really scary. And then I came home and then I told my situationship boyfriend, whatever you want to call him about it. And then he your was crush. like, yeah, <laughs> he was like, well, um, why don't you just stick to like doing porn like you have been? And so I just kept doing that. And then so um, you're like one of the rare people who start. Well, I guess now with OnlyFans, it's mm -hmm. different. But back then started by yourself. Yeah, it, I don't even I because 
this photographer, he he uh, fil- like he would shoot like a lot of sex workers, and mm. so he told me all about it. I was like, whoa, that's crazy! I didn't know that you could do like stuff like yourself, like yeah. DIY stuff. And I'm all about DIY. <laughs> DIY. Yeah, I love that. And so um, and it's it's way safer in the comfort of oh, your home. Oh, for sure, for sure. And so uh, after that happened, then um, I. It's, my story is just like so crazy. Like a lot of it's fuzzy because of all the drug use. But um, one, I, me and my situation like split ways, and then I moved out to like I was running this room in Long Beach, and I'm still doing drugs. <laughs> and uh, shout out drugs. Yeah, <laughs> no drugs are bad. Um, so <laughs> then I, I'll never forget this guy hit me up on Instagram. And his name's Chad Alva, and he is a porn star. And so he was like, hey, like, we have mutual friends, and you seem cool. Because I said, does anyone want to shoot content with me? Mm-hmm. And I was looking for people that were sex workers. And so he was like, yeah, like, I'm super down. Like, look, like you come over. And cool. then that's when he told me about um, talent testing, oh, yeah. which I didn't know was a thing until he informed me. Which I thought was really cool because I didn't know like that's how it works. Like yeah. I had no idea. I was just doing DIY like amateur porn in a fucking no. I knew nothing. House. I, I think if you fig, it's funny because when you start in mainstream porn, like that, you kind of get the rundown. Mm-hmm. But starting in your home and like you learn everything by yourself. Yeah, it was crazy. It's like learn as you go. And so I filmed with him, and then he like had a high quality camera. Mm-hmm. Like it looked amazing. And I sold so much, uh, so many videos off of many vids from it. I was like, whoa, this is fucking incredible. Afterwards, I, uh, <laughs> cat in the back. <laughs> She's like, shout out many vids. <laughs> um, so then I, at that point in my life, I ended up going to rehab. And I, sorry, this is like such a long thing. You're totally fine. Um, so that's what the whole point of this is. Yeah. So I, I got into rehab and I, you know, I had to like, my life was like all over the place and I was like, dude, I need to get my shit together. Like I, I, I'm literally like dying. Like I'm just a shell of a human being. And so, um, I went to rehab and then I, start i was doing my snapchat when i was in rehab because i was like you gotta hustle somehow yeah yeah because i needed money and then um i was like oh i can make money again and then my paypal got deleted i was like oh shit well then what do i do and then cash app and then Mm. that got deleted and i was like well fuck what do i do and so i took another break from doing sex work and then uh i decided i was like you know what I want to get back into porn, mm. but I couldn't have. So then I, after rehab, I moved into a sober living. Nice. So I was in a sober living and I then became an assistant manager of the sober living. Amazing. And I, I felt good. Like I was like, I, and I had an esthetician job. So like, I was like killing it. Like I was like, all right, cool. Like I have my sobriety. Like, and then the beginning of sobriety too, uh-huh. it's like life is a high. Cause yeah. you're like, whoa, what is yeah. this? Yeah, and like I was able to like feel everything mm. raw and not f- like, it was crazy because I wouldn't feel like, well, fuck it, I'm just going to use because that's going to make me feel better. Like, no, I wanted to like feel everything. Like yeah. 
It's um, it's when you come to the, the level of acceptance where you're like using won't make me feel better. I just have to go through it. Like that's a, that's like a, uh-huh. a literal power to have. Yeah. And like thinking about like really what's has stuck with me, focusing on the things that you can control and mm. not focusing on things that are out of your control. Yeah. Um, Except the things you cannot change. Yeah. Because it's it's not it's not constructive. And um, so I was. <laughs> I was assistant manager at this uh, sober living and like I mean I was only paying like I think like 400 a month to live there that's amazing yeah so I was like okay like I could do porn again and like but obviously I wasn't gonna tell anyone though but right people are still uh uh-huh I mean sober people are pretty they're pretty good about not being judgmental but still some it depends I mean every depending on what type of person you get yeah so i then was like okay i'm gonna go on instagram and like i'm gonna you know i'm gonna see like if anyone wants to film that Mm. i know and then uh i filmed i got you know i got hit up by uh chad alva again so i filmed with him which he's great he he really helped me like learn a lot of the basics when getting into porn so I filmed with him. My assistant manager was like, she was like, I need to talk to you. I'm concerned about you. I was like, Fuck. what about? And she's like, well, I could, I see that like you're, you're buying all this stuff now. Like, are you doing porn again? And I was just like, why does it matter to you? I said, yeah. Cause I felt like I had to have integrity and be, be honest, honest, you yeah. know? And so she was like, well, you can't be an assistant manager. And I was going to be like the actual like manager. Cause she was going to leave and I was going to take her spot. The discrimination with having a job in oh. sex work is just unfair. Dude. She like tried to make me feel so bad. She's like, I just, I wish you would have more respect for yourself. Like you're, this is so belittling to you. That makes me like eye roll so hard. Yeah. Like she just like tried tearing me down and I was so hurt like by everything she said because like I have met some of the most intelligent talented incredible people through sex work and porn seriously like one of a kind people like that you that you cannot carbon copy these people dude like seriously so I was so hurt and then at that time I was like fuck this bitch like (laughs) I so then I started looking for a room to rent because oh, nice. I was like, fuck you, dude. Like, mm-hmm. h- how fucking dare you? And so I packed up all my shit when I finally found a spot and moved out. And like she like asked, like, where's your rent? Because I was at home. I was like, well, um, just so you know, I decided to take it upon myself to move out. Um, I don't want to be an assistant manager and I don't want to be a part of anyone, um, anyone's group who belittles uh, and dehumanizes sex workers because, you know, we're people, like, I, I don't understand why you're being so prejudiced against porn. Then I moved out, and then uh, I started doing porn again, and then I got hit up by this guy, Michael Vegas. Shout out to Michael Vegas. He's the GOAT. You fisted his butt, right? I fisted Michael Vegas's butt plenty of times. How many butts have you fisted? Just his. Impressive. Well, actually, wait. <laughs> Don't <Yeah>. lie. <laughs> Don't lie. Yeah, just his. Uh, he has the most stretchy butthole in the world. I've, like, used, like, giant, like, toys, like, like b- 
bro, this is nothing to him. Like that girth, it's like, a glass of water. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> I fisted your butt and I was impressed. Yeah, buttholes are stretchy and not as stretchy as I. Like in my head, <laughs> vaginas are more stretchy than buttholes. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like once you're warmed up and you know, like when you're relaxed, like because if you're not, no, relaxed... it's a superpower to fucking take a fist <laughs> in your butt. Like admit it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a little flex of mine, but uh, yeah, he hit me up and then he was like. Let's do a scene together. We'll do a trade. Like, I'll give you a boy-girl scene. And then you could do a scene for PegHim.com. And then I started doing porn again. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome because I had my civilian job. At that point, I had a good esthetician job. And I was doing porn. And I saved up. And, like, I was like, okay, I'm going to move out on my own. And so pretty much like that leads me to like where I am now. I Well, I want to talk about before we talk about now, though, you transitioned while being in mainstream porn. Yeah. Which is an incredible thing. Well, I mean, like I've never done like paid like shoots or anything. Yeah, but you do porn. Yeah, I do porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've shot with like it's crazy because like I've been DIY like my whole career, but like I have shot with like some really big porn people like okay we're back we took a little food break (laughs) 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 okay so i think we were talking about transitioning in porn okay um yeah so i remember you said in 2018 you started yeah 2018 i realized that i was trans like Mm -hmm. and because there was just a lot of internal feelings that i was fighting and i was like why why do i feel like this why why do I react to things like this? And I was like, oh, shit, I'm trans. Mm. <laughs> and, oh, shit. Oh, shit, I'm trans. Then I I learned about top surgery, which I didn't even know was a thing. Because, like, I don't know how to really explain it to um, a lot of cis people. Because they're like, please explain why. Um, but, I mean, you don't have to say shit. But. Yeah, no. But, like, I... I had really big boobs. I had some big boobies and yeah. Um, and I don't know how to explain how I felt that like they were suffocating me, like not physically, but like, um, like dysphorically. Yes, absolutely. Like emotionally. And I just felt like I was in this skin suit that like, I, you know, I was forced to wear Mm -hmm. And um, it made me feel bad about myself. And it it was really, like, frustrating when, like, I would, like, talk to people about um, my trans issues because I still, like, wasn't, like, out as a trans person. And people were like, well, your boobs are, like, amazing. It's, like... That has nothing to do with I don't... I know, but, like, I don't want them. Like, fuck. I do not, like, I feel like I am a prisoner in my own body. That's, like, the best way I could put it. And it just makes you feel like shit. And... Then I um, I started wearing a binder, which did not do anything for me. Like, it didn't do shit. Like, I, you could still tell that I had a big chest. I was, like, still in the closet about it. And so that was 2018. 2019 came. And I was, I was in the closet. Like, mm-hmm. but I was still performing as a female porn star. And so I felt to me like, okay, well, it's just, I'm getting in drag and I'm doing a show. Right. And like a performance. Yeah. And that's how I felt like, and some, you know, to this day, I still feel like that about porn. Like it's, yeah. it's I get in drag and like <laughs> I, I do a show. And so, um, 
I started saving up and then the pandemic happened in 2020. So like I started OnlyFans February 2020. Oh, I think I did too. Yeah. And so I was like, well, fuck. Like okay. right before everything yes, shut dude. down. Yes, dude. Yeah. And so thankfully I did that because I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to have to like really, uh, really work my ass off literally. And then, um, yeah, so I, I saved up money and then I decided okay like i'm gonna i'm gonna get top surgery like mm. i don't know how i'm gonna do it but i'm gonna do it i had a consultation with the surgeon and they approved me and i was like oh my god like i can't believe this is happening and so then i was really excited and i was like okay like i think i'm ready to like tell the world that like i'm trans and so i i told everyone on twitter like hey um have really great news like for myself uh i was approved for top surgery and like i'm so excited to start my new life and like i understand if some people aren't gonna want to continue to like subscribe or like buy my content um and anyone who doesn't want to anymore um thank you for all your support very and, polite yeah and then i did not get the response i was hoping for so then people were mean people were really upset like um a lot of my old fans my old like um fan base was um straight men because mm. i was doing like boy like catering to yeah like, i mean like i was doing boy girl anal like intense anal too like i've seen the dicks on your twitter feed yeah yeah everyone knows the screenshot from my many vids of the video i did with dread whose dick is like my arm bro it, it's thicker than your arm it is it's huge i couldn't even get my mouth on it's it it's like double fist like <laughs> yeah yeah in your butt yeah. <laughs> i see it it's like tuesday at 8 a.m and i'm like oh Frankie's got a dick in their butt it's so funny because many of it's like yes another one sold <laughs> uh dick up my ass or i think it's called world the world up my ass something like that but <sighs> so that fan base was used to seeing that kind of content and um you can be trans with the dick up your butt like come on yeah but they're like straight dudes and they were like fuck you i want my money back you tricked me like you didn't tell me this that you're trans and then that's when things started getting scary and like people were stealing my content and putting it on tube sites. One day I uh, I looked through the comments and um, people were like talking about saying, <laughs> they were saying that if they ever saw me in person, they beat the fuck out of me to like, let me experience what it means to truly be a man. And like, the they were calling me, um, they're calling me trans. They were just saying bad stuff. And then people were talking about like, like where I was from, like people were talking about my family, like doxing, mm -hmm. and then people were talking about what I do for work, where I work. Like people are so scary. Just because I was getting top surgery, and they were upset. They were so angry. The parasocial with me. relationship mm -hmm. where people think they're entitled to like your body is uh -huh. insane in sex work. Yeah, and I um I still had Instagram DMs open at that time, and um I was just getting really ugly nasty comments and then uh well messages and comments like really scary like transphobic things and so i was like okay i need to just 
limit my comments because like I can't read shit like that all the time. Like, Mm -mm. well, back then I was early on into my transitioning. Like, so I was just like everything hurt. Like when people invalidate you as a trans person, it, it hurts. It's really painful. And like, that's why I don't really post anything about like sex work on my Instagram because of like my like all the trauma from like coming out which i just saw people were gonna be like okay cool like i'm not gonna buy your content anymore but like people like really wanted to see me suffer and so then i you know i still had breasts and i still was like okay well i'm gonna bust out some scenes before um i get top surgery and then i got surgery yeah then i was like what do i like and at that point too when i got surgery that's that's when i started taking testosterone And, um, so I was like, okay, cool. Like I am, I know like what I'm doing is like unheard of, like, you know, like being a female performer and then like transitioning to a transsexual man. And, um, I was, I was up for the challenge though, because I saw that there was, there was some trans men, hardly any, like, but now there's so many trans men in porn and it's great at that time though. I didn't see many. And so I was scared. I didn't know what I was going to do. But I knew that there was uh, a community for it. Right. But I will say this, though. Before I got top surgery, um, I uh, I got hit up from many vids. Because I told them, like, hey, like, I just came out. Like, I'm transitioning. Like, so I want to change my category to MV girl to MV trans. And, like, okay, that's awesome. That's great. And then I got an email, like a month later and they're like hi honey milk so we just like wanted to know like if you were open to like changing like from mv trans to mv girl like because i think that would sell better content for you fuck off dude i was so pissed like i was like performative like oh i support you but like not yeah because someone else from many vids like reached out to tell me basically like you're not like you don't pass and the idea of like passing is such fucking bullshit and it's really hurtful that has nothing to do with like how valid it is no you as a trans no so i just like went off on them i was like are you serious like i've been with you guys for so many years and like you're just gonna you know um completely invalidate my my identity like i'm sorry i don't pass for you but fuck i'm trans so anyways yeah i healed i was on t but then i stopped taking testosterone because i just made me like it, it made me emotionally fucked like i just was not able to handle it and i i didn't um get all that info from the doctor that i spoke to about it but um yeah and then i after i healed i did a couple of scenes and then i was like oh shit like i could actually do this and then um it came to a point though where as i was openly um transitioning to be a transsexual man that i started getting you know like death threats am i allowed to say that yeah okay i was i started getting death threats and then someone had sent me a screenshot of a um a 4chan like not 4chan yeah i was on like they were talking about me on 4chan jesus they were talking about um again like what cities i live in um talking about like so scary talking about where they could find me you know like talking about like sexually assaulting me like just really fucked up shit and so i was just like this is really scary and so i took a little break from porn for a couple months because like it was just um it was terrifying honestly to like 
do that so openly and be torn apart but like i've seen other people come out as trans and they are applauded like they they are supported by um their fans and the community and i just felt so invisible at that point i was like well fuck like is this what i want to do like i i'm i'm not getting I'm not getting the benefits that I used to get. Like, I'm barely able to get by now, mm-hmm. which is crazy because I was losing money, which I was expecting, but, like, I was hoping, like, like there would be, you know, like, the um, the queer community that would see me, but they weren't seeing me. Were you on TikTok at that time? No, I, I was not on TikTok. So that's, I feel like, when you got on TikTok, that is your fan base now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in my journey of transitioning... At that point in my life, I decided, you know what, maybe I should think about, like, my gender identity, like, what what do I feel? And now I feel comfortable as a androgynous, gender-fluid person. That is where I feel, I, that's where I'm at. And sometimes in your, your journey, especially with gender identity, it could change. So, right. like, I don't like when people get mad at people for saying that they're non-binary and then that they're um that they're transitioning like i've seen people like get upset about it like saying like well you you can't so just like change your mind at someone else's no it's just like it's a journey like so sometimes there's some bumps on the road right. and sometimes you take a different I turn mean, we, we're ever evolving as human beings to yeah. expect someone to stick to one thing the right. rest of their life is like very unfair yeah and i don't like one because they want the label for them like mm-hmm. if you think about it you shouldn't care what someone identifies as that's personal to them right to take it offensively towards yourself is fucking selfish no, I, I agree. I agree. And it's pointless. And it's like, what? Do, how does that affect your life? It doesn't. So I, you know, slowly over the years, I was like, I don't want to fit in a box. Like, yeah. I don't want to fit like one thing. So like, I just feel like I'm like in the middle, in between, and I'm both. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I'm just a gender fluid person. So I found out what that me- meant. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, that's kind of how I am. Like, are you familiar with um with uh the Chucky franchise? Yes. <laughs> you know the the little <laughs> the son Glenda. Yes. He's like some days I feel like a boy and some days I feel like a girl. Can I be both? That's me. You can be both. Yeah, that's me. So let's get into a little bit of like TikTok audience. Okay. As it as it relates to porn. Yeah. So I got on TikTok. I've been on TikTok for less than two years damn it's crazy huh it is and so well a lot of people you're new i've like seen people say it's like oh frankie just started porn no you've been doing porn since way before fucking tiktok i've been doing porn for so long like that's what's crazy is that people are like i didn't know you did that like how did you get into that like and the thing is, is it's like tiktok i don't know i feel i find this for me at least a lot of people feel really connected to you on tiktok uh huh and so I'm sure, like, if you actually paid attention to you and your social, like, you've done porn. You can see all the porn ever. Go on many vids, you know, go, yeah, go on, on my Twitter. Bands, go you on can Twitter. see all of it. It's all over there. But now with TikTok, like, with sex workers especially, right. they feel very like you are their person. Yeah, and I noticed that, like, after I got on TikTok, like, like there was a queer community that was like, whoa, I relate to this, like you like what you did with your body is something I've always wanted to do and like 
people were also like, wow, you're you're hot. Like, do you have an OnlyFans? And I would be like, Perfect. Yeah. yeah. And so like people I, I gained. Now I have a queer audience and it's fucking awesome. I, I lo- No, that's my favorite. Thing yes, ever. I know. I'm so happy that Me I have too. a queer audience now because that's what I wanted when I was transitioning. Like and I was so desperate for it. And I was like, where can I reach them? Like, where are the gays? Like, where are you guys? <laughs> I know. And so now like. My audience is mainly um, queer people. Same. Which is great. Like It's my favorite. No complaints at all. And like, they. No, that's my dream. Like, uh-huh. that always was my dream. Yeah, too. same. Like, I was always like, why can't I just like cater to. Well, this? I think when I first got into porn, I thought I had to cater to the cis straight man. Yeah. Like, I thought that was the only people consuming content, which is not true at all. I find most queer people want to support whores and they're like, I want to buy porn. But I didn't know that. Yeah. And also, the thing is, too, is like, they, what's great about OnlyFans is that you can have your own like like your own niche like right. and uh, like you are your own um like how do I like your your own brand like right. you're your own brand and so people will look at you and they're like you look like me like right. I want to see people that look like you in porn right because like they don't want to see like the same like you know like same person over and over and over the right. same content like this the just like the basic like beauty standard quote unquote whatever you want to call that but like now like people are like whoa like I see you and like I want to watch content with you in it mm-hmm. because you're like me and I relate to you and like that's what I love about OnlyFans and like that's one great thing that um I've received from uh, being a sex worker on TikTok is same. my queer community. If oh, it's my favorite. If you guys are listening to this, I love you. Thank you. Like, I love the, the <laughs> queer community. We love you, please. Like, truly. Slay. <laughs> slay. <laughs> Just slay as ASMR. Slay. Slay on slay. Slay what you want to slay. <laughs> well, so you and I met, like, I was almost two years ago. Because I, I was, like, fresh. No, a little bit under that. I was freshly sober. I think I was like four or five months sober when I met you. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I remember when I saw you online, I was like, she's really hot, but she looks very mean. I don't think she'll want to talk to Everyone me. Everyone thinks I'm mean. I know. You're actually like one of the sweetest people I've ever met. And I laugh with you a lot when I see you. And um, yeah, I remember... Uh, when we met i was like well a lot of people were collabing and then i was like i was like can we film yeah i know we, we were like Please, talk- we talked for like a couple no, minutes point three seconds <laughs> yeah. i literally had never talked to you in my life me and cinnamon walk up to you we're like hey you guys want to film or- yeah uh-huh and then we're like let's do it and then immediately eating each other's pussy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't awkward sometimes you meet no. someone and it's like filming is kind of robotic but i was like i'm in no it was great and i was like okay cool and then afterwards um i had been i had remained mutuals with you and then yeah. i i think we I know that I came over one time and then we filmed content together and then I... That was when we did the vampire latex. Oh, that was in January. Yeah, that was this year. Oh my God, that's (laughs) crazy. I remember that. I remember that. That's when you peed on my face. Yes. Yes, and I was so pee shy. I was like... Why were you scared? I was like, pee on me now. I know, and you're just smiling and you're like, 
I was like, should I look away? <laughs> I was so pee shy. You'll take a dick in your butt, but to pee on someone, you're like, don't look. I don't know why my my vagina's like, nah, brah. No. I can't pee. I love getting peed on, like, truly with my whole heart. When I have to pee on someone for a video, like, I can't do it. It doesn't come. I'll fart before I pee. Dude, same. Like, I'm just like, okay, like, any minute now, and I don't want to push too hard because I'm not trying to let out a, a little... A, dookie do a little turd you know um but yeah i, I wouldn't mind <laughs> i know you wouldn't you dirty bitch <laughs> no nah, i'm not into poop but it doesn't no, it's not. Your, your body fluids don't gross me out like, no I, when i'm filming i'm like if there's shit it's like whatever that's what the thing is too with anal like it happens dude like it fucking happens like and we were supposed to do anal today yeah it, it just some days it doesn't happen we were gonna do anal today i was like all right dudes um <laughs> my butthole is stretchy i was stretching it for you guys yesterday too i wanted to see that toy that like gaped it open. oh i know there's and like a butt plug that like opens your butthole so you can see inside mm-hmm. of it it's really cool i got um i, wanna blow, like, I have a glass one too but uh, one day we'll use it but okay. yeah i i was not ready i mean i sometimes it just doesn't happen sometimes your body's like yeah we're not doing that today what's the most intense scene you've ever filmed uh probably i mean it's between two like there was a scene I did with Michael Vegas and Susie Q and we had to we put both of our arms up his ass at the same time simultaneously. Yes, and I was scared because I was like, "Am I hurting you?" and he's like, "Deeper, please." So I was <gasps> like, "Oh my god." That's so impressive. Yeah, so I was like, I was scared like and also I was like holding myself in positions mm-hmm. like where I was like getting like it was like a bit strenuous and so then yeah. um I remember I was there like all day. And then the other one that I could think of is probably my anal scene with with dread like that that was like physically the if most If you're listening to this, stop, okay? <laughs> pause right now. Pause, okay. Go to Twitter. Okay, go to Twitter. Go to Frankie's Media. You're going to see it. I see it at least 3 times a week. Yes. You got my many vids, but like he like his dick is huge like and I was like <laughs> He's so sweet. He's like one of the sweetest people I've ever shot. You know with. when you see those people on your Twitter feed and like I I wonder if sex work has definitely warped my idea of like mm-hmm. what I find impressive, but like right. I see these people put like five long like five feet long like rubber dildos in their butt so deeply that they see it in their stomach. Ugh. And I am genuinely impressed. I wanna do that. I wanna learn how to do that. do that. I have to practice though. Like I have to Does get it a slink- go into your intestines? it there i i remember um michael was telling me about like this second like like entry of like your colon that you can get to i don't know i would have to ask him about it but like ask him for a tutorial seriously like there are people that are so talented with their butts like it's insane but it it is the biggest flex ever like my asshole is tight and not in like that's not a flex like i want it to be loose i just don't it's a muscle so i guess you gotta stretch it you gotta stretch it and like you have to be relaxed because if you're not relaxed your body's not like your body will physically not let you oh that's just i mean you fingered my pussy i'm (laughs) sorry you know the truth yeah your pussy's just like it's I, well, so I th- tight this is like trigger warning i think if you have a lot of sexual trauma and you're not fully warmed up uh-huh. like my pussy doesn't just like oh it's dude, like same it's fight or flight it's like same. sucking for its life <laughs> yeah i i'm i'm definitely uh the same way like i have to be relaxed which but like i'll get in my head like i don't know 
<laughs> no, you're good though on set. So, okay, I wanted to ask you. This is not a good segue, but I okay. wanted to talk about like dating while <laughs> while in sex work. Do you find it hard? Because I know you're in a healthy relationship now, but like um, throughout the years. Yeah, you know what? Yes, it is difficult. Um, so once I got sober, I started dating this girl, and she was a sex worker too. Actually, she was a porn star, and um. She also was in a polyamorous relationship, and I was like, I really like you, and I'll try it, mm. but, dude, it was not meant for me. Also, we were long distance, too, but the thing that That's made... the gayest relationship I've ever heard. <laughs> Poly and long distance. Poly, and you I was like, them like I know, stuff. I know. I was like, I really like her, and I want to try, yeah. and so, but it was not meant for me, but, like, what was not, I think, something, look... I know that there's sex workers that date and I think that's fucking awesome. I think that's beautiful and that's great. For me though, I dated this girl and I felt like everything that we did sexually had to be monetized. Mm. And so then there was like this weird like conflict of like, is this real or are you acting? Like, and then it was crazy because, uh, we weren't really intimate off camera and like i remember like i was longing for romance with her but intimacy like genuine yeah and she just like wouldn't give it to me but when we filmed like she was like okay yeah we're gonna have film we're gonna film we're gonna make this scene this scene that scene and so then i was just like okay and then (laughs) i remember I, i i just was like trying to navigate like what are we doing like and then i i'm not a polyamorous person like so i was like trying to fight these feelings of like jealousy and like it wasn't like oh my god like how dare you choose them over me it was more like damn like i was here with you for a weekend and like we didn't even like get to like really make out or like cuddle Mm. but like as soon as i leave you're on your way to a (laughs) gangbang Like well, I I actually I haven't experienced dating another sex worker while in sex work. Like I obviously mm-hmm. I had crushes on strippers, but like right. I find that I really enjoy coming home to someone who isn't in this line of work. I so I just was like, this isn't for me. So then I broke things off with her, and then you know like um, on that same topic, like I've uh, had other sex workers, like people I've worked with, that are like, hey, I like you, like we should date and i was like "Mm, maybe like you know what yeah like why not and then i realized like i wanted to keep the friendship like i much rather like maintain a friendship than like have like hard like hard feelings or like just have it like end bad and then we don't talk anymore and then not only that but we have all these scenes together and then fans are like roping yeah and then like people will like it's just they'll like try to uh like figure out what happened in your relationship which shouldn't like you, you don't need to like publicize anything that doesn't need to be like anything nothing you don't you know and i agree anything. on that a lot yeah seriously and so like then like there's people that fetishize you and like mm. want that like that's all they care about like well and i don't know if you feel this way but and i think this also has to do with being in recovery but i'm mm-hmm. constantly wondering what people want from me yeah same so yeah. i'm like where do I fit in this situation? Like, what do you really enjoy that I'm a whore? Cause you get off on it and you show your friends or are you secretly bashing? Like I, I, I'm a very insecure like person deep down in my Mm -hmm. core. 
And so I'm like, oh, I don't want to navigate those feelings normally. No, I totally understand that. Yeah, dating as a sex worker is it's hard because there's, you know, like like I said, I date, I've tried dating a sex worker and then I just you know i just don't think that it's the best it's not good for me i know that other people do it and i think that's awesome that's beautiful but for me personally like that's just not i mean i think it's about knowing yourself yeah and then there's people that fetishize you and then um you know there was a point in my life where it's it's so funny because like i uh was like all right well I have accepted that I'm going to be alone. Like, and that's okay. No. No, I swear. Like, I I, I thought I was asexual, too. I think when too. we first filmed, you and I were talking about that. We were both single. We were like, listen. Yeah, I, I remember that. And then I, uh, so I I thought I was asexual, dude. Like, I went, I don't, I don't even, like, masturbate. I, I don't. You've told me that, and that's insane. <laughs> I don't. I've tried you to. Better, you better masturbate. I don't. It's self-love. I, I can't get into it. Like, I'll be, like, <laughs> I'll be laying there, and I'm like, I, so, you and I. you're looking around for the imaginary yeah. camera. <laughs> I I just so awkward for me and I feel funny like there are times where I'll try jacking off and I'm like this is stupid this I, I don't know why am I doing this I literally <laughs> cannot relate less and I just I I just thought it was asexual because I'm like okay like because I also like I don't I don't understand hookup culture I just don't that is me personally like I uh, like having sex off camera is so sacred to me which you would not think that because i've no, taken I, I agree taken so much things up my butt and that like, has nothing to do with you it. know what i mean That's but like job. from like the outside perspective yeah. but like i get i know what you're saying uh-huh. but a lot of people think that and so i um you know like because then i would try to like maybe date someone and then i would get the ick or like i would like anytime oh god like anytime i would like uh decide you know what I am going to hook up with this person. It's fine because you know what? Like I'm responsible. I'm tested. I'm young. I'm and sexy. Yeah. And so then I would hook up with someone. I'd be like, this was absolute trash. And like maybe because of past trauma, like I'm like, okay, like wishing it would end. And I'm like, mm. I'm just going to get them off and be like, all right, bye. Cause I'm like, I'm just going to be courteous. But anyways, I also like for me before <laughs> I came out as a lesbian, like mm. I fucked so many men when I was blackout drunk as well. Mm. Like, and so, like, I don't know a healthy relationship with a hookup either. No, I, I don't. And so then I, because I've also talked to guys, too, that are like, I can't date you because you do porn. I'm like, all right, well, fuck you. I'm not going to be You're with you. You're not my type. No. Then. And then out of nowhere, I met my boyfriend now who is just like the most supportive partner like I could have ever asked for. And it was, <laughs> it was so funny because I think I told you, I was like, when we were filming that day, I, I was like, okay, I'm talking to this guy and I think he knows what I do and I'm scared. Yeah, you were like, ah! Yeah, because you never want, you hate, don't you hate when they tell you that? I'm like, keep it to yourself. Yeah, you're like, don't let me know. But like, he kind of hinted that he knew. And then like, after we met and we hung out and I... <laughs> He was like, I forget what we were talking about, but he was like, he's like, you know what? You don't have to explain to me, honey milk. I was like, oh, don't call me that. Cause don't I, ever. Yeah. And I was like, how do you know? And then, yeah, but he is, um, th- this is like the most like healthy, like relationship I've been in, in my entire life. And you deserve it. I, I love him so much. If you're listening to this, I love you. You better be listening. Yeah. Shout out to shout out to Gallo. <laughs> the girl I'm dating now, I like first met her 
well, we didn't actually meet, but she mm-hmm. used to be a regular at the strip club I worked mm. at. <laughs> oh my god! She actually had a crush on one of my dance friends. Really? And I still give her <laughs> shit for it. I'm like, I was right there all along. You're like, I can't believe that you looked at someone and before we were dating. I'm like, I can't believe you didn't save yourself until marriage and find me. <laughs> I'm obviously kidding, but like I know I can make myself mad if I make up a scenario enough times in my head. I do that to my boyfriend sometimes. I'll pout, and he's like, "What? Why are you mad?" I was like, <laughs> "He's like, you bored?" He always does that. He goes, "Are you bored?" I'm like, "I'm Possibly. just thinking." And he goes, are "You thinking about me kissing people before we met?" I was like, "Yes." <laughs> I gave me a stomachache for you. No, I'll literally like I saw this TikTok once, and it was like, "If you want to be mad, picture your partner taking off someone else's underwear." Oh my god, no! Why? I, I literally Why gave that? myself a stomachache so hard I almost threw up in my toilet. No, I hate that. Um, I'm like extremely like I'm possessive in a way that like it's not like jealous, like oh how mm-hmm. dare you, but I'm like no one else deserved you. Yeah, dude, I I feel the same way about my partner. Like I. Like, going back to, like, you asking about, like, dating and stuff, like, seriously, like, I have never met a a more secure man than him because he does not give a fuck. It does not bother him. You know, obviously, he's not, like, hey, tell me all the details. Like, show me all the videos and stuff like that. He doesn't want to. That would be weird for me, personally. Yeah, like, he doesn't want to watch that shit. Like, he doesn't, like... Care no, you'll for send that. him probably an ass pic during the day. Yeah, he's like, I don't watch porn anymore since like we got together because he doesn't. He doesn't. We like. I mean, we have videos together. Obviously, we're not gonna sell, but like, we have such a like intense like intimacy, like like sexual chemistry. Like he's like, I hardly even jack off. I'm like, that's crazy. Um, that's romantic. <laughs> I know. I've never been in a romantic relationship, and so like. He at first was like, so can you explain to me like your job a little bit? Because like I've never dated a sex worker. Mm-hmm. And he's like, are you actually like horny? Like, are well, you actually you know, coming? I think you and I are very similar in the professionalism and how we handle shoots. Mm-hmm. And I find it's easier for us to navigate the difference between intimacy and filming porn. Yeah, we've talked about this. A lot, but let's talk about it a little. Like, when we're on set, in the way in which, like, you show up to a set, like, what is your mindset? Are you like, I'm horny, I'm about to fuck this bitch? No, my mindset is like, okay, so what angles are going to look good? Like, do I need to open up? How long should we make this clip for, like... Let's try not Should, to cut so we don't get Yeah, edit. yeah. Like, how can we, like, um, make this flow so we don't have, like, a bunch of editing to do? Like, what outfit am I going to wear? Like, is the lighting good enough? Like, all, like yeah. I, it's production. It's just, that's all it is. Especially like, on self-shot porn. Like, we are uh-huh. thinking, we're doing our own lighting, makeup, setup, Everything. outfits. Choreography. Setting up, breaking down cleaning i mean mm-hmm. remember when we you first came over i had like that backdrop and you like helped me clean because there was like yes. oil on the floor yes i oh my god i forgot about that the red one yeah oh my god that was that was like almost a year it's hard crazy. for me to be horny while filming porn and, and i know that's not mm-hmm. the universal experience there's no, a lot not. of people who are like i love my job i'm so horny i come all the time i can't do that just because i detach from sex when it's casual just i always have same so it's never it never feels like intense intimacy it's not that i don't enjoy it i'm just right. not like getting off on it yeah because like 
you know, obviously, like sometimes, like you're kissing your coworker, and you're like, "This feels nice," and they're good. soft lips. Yeah, like I'll be thinking, "Kiss her," kiss her. and then like, "Oh, <laughs> like if someone yeah. eats your pussy." Again. Yeah, and I'm like, "Good, that's nice," and but like, and it feels good, but like I'm not actually like aroused like no, not the, yeah like every time i eat your pussy i'm like okay listen i'm gonna open to the camera yeah yeah and then we're like okay like so let's make sure you're open wide maybe turn to this angle a little don't bit. make eye contact with me i will laugh. yeah we did that today too you're like don't look at me no well we were dping cinnamon you were like putting <laughs> your dick in her mouth and then me and this other girl were literally double dick in the pussy and I was yeah, like, don't that, you dare look at me. Yeah, and then not to mention that like one of it, one of them was like really like flexible. So like <laughs> that took forever. Like, is it in? Is it in? Frankie, is it in? I'm like, hold on. Yeah, 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 it's in. Wait, wait. No, it fell like, out. Frankie, grab the dicks and put them in. <laughs> that was hard to do. My but... legs were shaking. I was doing basically a wall sit without the uh-huh. wall with the thrust. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, some things, some things feel good on camera and then there's like intimacy like do you come while filming normally no same i'm a liar well i'm, a, I can I'm sorry i'm an actor <laughs> <laughs> an actor i'm an actor i can i can come in solo stuff sometimes uh well i mean like it depends on what it is that's true because like i it's funny because i really only come when i'm doing solo anal stuff because mm. I, I just know what spots to hit but it's really hard for me to like actually like come vaginally mm. i've always had like i've always over overthink like i overthink in my head i get super in my head and you I'm like, like hawk block yourself yes dude and so it's how a, do you move past that when you're having intimate sex you're like, just in the moment actual intimate sex yeah well um i haven't like to be honest with you like i my partner that's this is the first time i've ever had like intimate sex like Mm. it's crazy like so but but like when him and i am i is it cool if i talk about like the first time him and i hooked up i am totally okay cool cool so like the first time like we met like i was like so like okay like i told him to i was like look i don't just hook up with people like i don't want you to think that's gonna happen like we're gonna watch shrek 2 and shrek 2 yeah, but, you fuck boy. <laughs> but we didn't even watch a movie we just listened to music and talked and then i felt like okay like i should kiss him mm. and i like you know we don't casually hook up with people so it's is you're scared and you're like oh god the butterflies yes and so i was so nervous and then i kissed him and then we started making i was like oh good kissing like my pants are off dude same like (laughs) making out is so underrated so he was so good at making out and i was like okay this is gonna be good and then (laughs) i remember those um those flint mints that i oh this you like put these mints in in your mouth and it makes you drool like a motherfucker (laughs) and i had that in my mouth and i i looked at him i was like i wonder how this feel like on your dick and then he was like ah let's find out but like us we, both slutting ourselves mm-hmm. out after being like we're virgins yes exactly that's what's so funny and then we like hooked up but like you know like obviously we fucked but then like we had sex like five times that night and mm-hmm. i don't just do that with anyone like i have no sex drive like i well before him i had like zero sex drive and so but like the third time we had sex it was so intense and like it was kind of romantic like i don't i don't know it was eye contact mission yes i know it sounds no lame, that is but, my favorite but freaky i do you know, know me? i literally can come from like just staring into someone's eyes that i have a crush on yes it's so i don't know how to explain it it's just like 
it's mesmerizing and you feel so connected to their soul it's it's intense and so i never felt that before mm-hmm. until i met him and now like he like him and i like we hook up like a lot like i because i'm like hey i need it like hey. i'm at it's crazy because i i remember i told my best friend about it and she's like bestie like you i thought you were asexual and i was like i thought so too asexual yeah because i had no sex drive and now like i want to well when i feel safe and trusted in any type of whether it's a friendship or a relationship mm-hmm. i'm more willing to be vulnerable yeah and i've i've never felt safer with anyone than i have with him and so like I like that man just like it's so nice because like this sound this is gonna sound really funny have you ever like made love before <laughs> why are you asking me because I just want to know have you ever made have you ever made love I before? would say I have so I never have made love with anyone <laughs> this sounds so cool you are a homosexual I'm sorry <laughs> slay on slay crime um so um there there was a time where we like hooked up and like it was like after we had like been in a relationship and like we had been saying i love you to each other but we're like having sex and like he like he like gets his arms and he like puts them under me and like holds my head and like looks into my eyes and he'll be like you know like fucking me like balls and yes and he'll tell me he's like i love you i love you so much and i'm like and then he like folds me in half and just bam, 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 just fucking wrecks my shit. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is awesome. You, uh, oh, my God. Yeah. I'm like, we, like, I remember after, like, I was like, oh, my God, that was so intense. I was like, did we just make love? He's like, yeah. I was like, I've never, uh, yeah. I've never done that with anyone before. Oh, I, I think I haven't made love very many times in my life. I think mm-hmm. the girl I'm dating now, we normally make love. But it's like. I have to be really safe with someone in order to be like, here's my body, take it. Yeah, I've never felt that with anyone, with anyone. So, it, you know, it's crazy because, like, people probably assume that, like, that because of our job, like, out, like civvies would probably assume that, like, because of our job that, like, all we want to do is fuck, which I also think is, um, that's why it's, like, hard to, like, date, too, as a sex that's worker. True. Because people outside of sex work assume that, like, you're just this nasty, dirty little freak and, like... <laughs> dirty you, little cum Yeah, bag. and that you want that all the time, but they don't, like, consider that maybe, like, you would want to have, um, like, an, like intimacy. Okay, so before we, like, turn on the mics... And we were talking because you and I have very shared experience about this, but Mm -hmm. a lot of people in this line of work are very competitive. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I feel like it's more competitive with OnlyFans, though. I agree. Like, because... Which doesn't make sense if you think about it. No, because there's enough money to go around, you know. Well, even two of the same carbon copies of someone they'll both have different audiences. Oh, it's true. Depending on how you market, what your captions are. It's all Mm -hmm. advertising. We're all like learning advertising as we go. Yeah. So it doesn't make any sense to me. No, I I never understood that why there there should be competitiveness and like people that like want to be like the face of like online sex work and like they want to be like number one and like the top dog when it's like, there is so much room for everyone and like you don't need to do things to like that are hurtful or like you know vindictive to tear someone down to bring yourself yeah it's just to like 
get by in your career like if you're a hard worker you'll get to the top like you don't need to compete with anyone like you shouldn't see like if you really want to make it to the top like you shouldn't see anyone as competition you should just focus on yourself yeah and making genuine connections yeah you know because like it's it's really weird when like you meet someone and then you realize like well i understand that when you collab with someone like there's something to gain which is like yeah but for both parties yeah like we're trying to make money together right, and we're like, collaborating like exactly. that's literally the whole point but then sometimes you know i've noticed like with competitiveness and pettiness like mm. um people will film with a certain person just to upset another person or like try to oh, film like yeah. i'm gonna film with this person first before you to upset you so you see it on your timeline like shit like that like it's just like that is so much effort when you think about it to be petty like that is that takes so much time to be a hater at that point yeah because like Like, i'm going out of my way to be malicious and to find you seek you out work with you just to make another person mad yeah and then like not only that like that person will like (laughs) i swear to god like the most bothered person is a quote-unquote unbothered person people that are like i'm unbothered if yeah, you say you're unbothered. Seriously, like so I've just noticed like OnlyFans creators can not all of them, but some of them can be so competitive and petty and it's like, dude, there's so much room for all of us in the industry to grow. Yeah. Because like we're not in mainstream porn for a reason, you mm. know? Like we're doing like I just still I still consider OnlyFans DIY. Like it I, is. I just do. And so like Well, and and I was talking with Aria last episode mm-hmm. and she was saying like as a porn star it like it not offends, that's not the wording she used. I can't remember exact wording, but like it bothers her a little bit when OnlyFans girls say they are porn stars. Because, yeah. because yes, we film porn and I'll, I'll never, I'm not going to lie and be like, oh, I don't film. I film porn. Yeah. I'm not a porn star. I don't feel like I'm a porn star either. I no. really don't. Even if I filmed with like well-known porn stars, I'm not, I, I just never wanted to be a porn star. Like mm. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with being a porn star. I just don't feel like I have earned that title. You know what I mean? No, I agree. Like, I don't think you can call me a porn star. No, that's why I'm like, I'm a sex worker (laughs) sex worker yeah yeah um but a lot of people well also though the competitiveness i found like with the rise of tiktok mm -hmm. it's gotten wild like truly wild because if you think about it before everyone needed each other to grow yeah you you couldn't just post a video get millions of views and then blow up your only fans you had to like actually make genuine connections right you couldn't be a cunt the way you can now you know what i mean yeah like you really couldn't it like it made you lose business so with the rise of social media it's kind of i don't know let people show their true colors maybe i think so yeah i think that um well and also you you and i both like i'll meet people who i'm parasocial friends with right like we're we're mutuals whatever and either they're more amazing than i ever thought or they're like you know not nice people and yeah. you never know what you're getting oh yeah no that's so true because like you will see someone online you're like you seem cool you seem funny like i want to work with you and then you meet them and you're like maybe like you'll meet them and like the first time like you don't like notice their true self and then over time you realize who they are and you're like yo 
Uh, <laughs> no, I don't want to be like affiliated with this. Like this is just not. Well, and also with again social media, it's a lot of people might not know a lot about each person and so they Mm -hmm. see you work together with one person one time and they're like oh they're friends i hate that or like people will like ship people is that what it's called shipping yeah cinnamon and i talk about that everyone's like you guys are queer baiting yeah people like as a bi woman and a lesbian no absolutely not who have been best friends for years no like i i hate that too because like i'll like meet someone one time and they're like they're best friends like or like because like they should date yes people have done that to me so many times i'm like why like can't i just like work with this person that's like someone in an office job going on one business meeting with another person and they're like hey they should date I, I don't understand that. Like, I just think that sometimes, like, being online, um, people have too much access to you. Or, like, and, like, that's why I don't share, like, a lot of my personal life. There's so much about my personal life that, like, people don't know my day to day. Well, I'm scared to say anything that's, like, too vulnerable because also people will use it against you. Yeah, they'll use it to hurt you. And so I think that, you know, existing on the internet as, like, a person on TikTok and a sex worker, like, people also can not everyone but some people can feel entitlement to like tell you like um your feelings i hate that shit like when people like speak for me about how i feel about something i'm like um i don't recall saying that like Like, did i ever say yeah like i don't remember tagging you into this conversation (laughs) like what so um yeah it, it is really bizarre to me when people assume like because like you um met someone from online like your um your best friends or you guys are in love or you guys like should date or like if you oh one thing like if you don't hang out with someone for like a couple months like what if they live far away and like they're like what happened to you and so and so and it's like i have my own life to live dude like and traveling costs money okay it's expensive and a lot of people think and like they always have thought this that sex workers make a shit ton of money oh my god no and i think that's really it's really important for people to know that doesn't matter how many followers you have like you're not followers do not equate money no in sex followers work. do not that does not a video doing income. good like a, you know? a tiktok going viral like I have videos on TikTok that go viral. Well, guess what? I am not able to monetize off TikTok. They right. will not pay me. Same. They will not approve me. I don't know why, but... Um, and it doesn't translate over to... Because if you at all hint, oh, I, hey, I have an OnlyFans, mm-hmm. your shit's going to get deleted. Exactly. So then no one even knows yours. Well, I mean, your fans know. But yeah, like, they'll know. Random, the random millions of people who just saw this one video on TikTok aren't like, hey, I need to buy this person's No, porn. and I think it's important that people know that... Um, just because you start sex work and you see someone else like that makes a lot of money i i guarantee you you're not going to make that same amount like no it's like when bella thorne made only fans i feel like bella thorne has come on this Bro. podcast so many times but it's like celebrities okay let's just think about it analytically right okay, okay we have 12 million followers let's just say mm-hmm. my story views are like five hundred thousand. Right. let's just let's just assume it's that if I post a link to my OnlyFans, at least half of those people are going to try to click it. Right. And at least a third of that are going to buy it. So, of mm-hmm. course, I'm making money. When you have the privilege to have a big platform, of course, you make money in sex work. 
uh-huh. a random person with a decent following doesn't even make one-tenth of what Bella Thorne and Tana Mojo or any of these people are making. Bro, that's how I started. I was on Instagram. I think I had like 10K and then I was like, oh, look, at, I have a lot of followers. That's a lot. My and first promotion was on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like that's where I promoted Same. my OnlyFans over and over and over and over again. And I think it's like, I, I just hate when like, people who are popular like on the internet like they've never done sex work and then they're like i'm gonna start only fans and then they become millionaires like overnight like i think bell thorne made what like uh, uh, several million yeah she's also the reason why so many things changed on all yeah <laughs> so like it's not fair it's not no cool. it's not because like what uh, and you're what you're you're making millions of dollars in your already mansion mm-hmm I mean, I get, I'm not over here like, oh, no one can do sex work, but it's just like to then people think, oh, every sex worker is making that much money. No, I think that's a really horrible message to put out to your followers, like your fan base, especially if they're younger, like they're going to assume they're going to see like, oh, well, this person I follow, like they like are able to afford to do all this shit and they have money. Well, how do you feel about, like, I I have mixed opinions about this, but how do you feel about people promoting how much money they make as a flex? I don't like that. I think it's distasteful. I don't, I just, like, I don't, there are people, this thing, okay, this is the thing. I don't like when people do that because I remember when COVID happened and like a lot of sex workers weren't making money like that and they were barely able to like get by with rent and like that doesn't not including all their bills and people were like posting their percentage and like showing how much they would make and it's like fucked up because there are people that are not going to be able to feed their family suffering. Yeah, so, like, when I see people, like, flexing about all the money they make, and it's just, like, to me, it's so tone deaf. Like, to me, it's just, like, I'm happy that you're making money. money. That's great. Um, Exactly. Like, I I am happy for you. You don't know who one of your followers is going to see that, and it's going to ruin their fucking day. Like, it's going to devastate them, and it's really going to hurt them. Like, they're going to think about that, and they're going to be like, well, fuck, like, I'm never going to be able to make it to that. Like, I can't even afford to pay my rent. Like, I can't afford groceries. Like, I know plenty of sex workers that were really struggling, like, through COVID and, like, in the beginning of COVID. And, like, that was, like, a really big issue. Like, people were like, stop fucking flexing your percentage. Stop showing your payout. Like, do you remember that? I remember. Well, and and it's funny because the first month I started OnlyFans, I made, I would, I think it was like a little over 5K, which I thought was fucking crazy. Bro, I I was like, oh my God. That's a lot of money. It is a lot of fucking money. And it was mostly just people who wanted to see me that knew me. Right. Oh yeah. But then as the months went on, you know, marketing is fucking hard. So I made like, there was a month I made like 1,200 bucks and Mm -hmm. I think my rent was 800 at the time. Oh shit. And so on top of Wi-Fi and bills and all of that stuff, like I like barely could afford to make money. Mm-hmm. And so then I would see people posting they made 100K in a month. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I, I know that feeling. It's so like it, it makes you feel so less of a person. You're just like, I feel like shit. Like, well, and, and they're also like then at the same time tweeting like, haha, like get on my level, like you know like get your money up and, and it's like i'm trying like <laughs> yeah like um bestie i'm trying not to go homeless like i'm really happy like, that I'm, you're I'm able to buy to that new car <laughs> but like um can you stop revving in my hand <laughs> or at least like don't complain about it too no oh my god like that 
I don't know. It's just, I think there's a lot of people who make money for the first time in their life, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then they don't know really how to navigate that. And it's like, ugh, it's not a good, it's not a good look to people who are thinking of getting into sex work because they think they'll make a million dollars. It's really dangerous, I think. I think so too, because like what people don't realize before like getting into sex work is that like there is a lot of things that like, there's a lot there's good and there's obviously there's bad that comes with it like people don't take into consideration like you're gonna have a digital footprint for the rest of your life like for the rest of your life like and um like just because you know someone else is making all that money like that does not guarantee that like you're gonna blow up overnight and also people lie first of all like they do people can photoshop anything of course but i never thought about like people photoshop i never did either now i think about it all the time yeah that's true like that that probably has happened i wouldn't doubt it and you know like there there's just like a lot of things that come with sex work too you know like think like you know like if you have a family like if they find out about it how they're gonna react to it like jobs banks jobs i mean intimacy like and i'm not gonna blame sex work for all my intimacy Mm -hmm. issues because i had it long before do not get me wrong right but it's forever changed the way i'm intimate with people too same no for sure like i was telling you like i i've i've talked to you about this off the podcast is that like i've had a hard time like you know like um navigating like sex and like work like because like at one point i just was like like i told you i thought i was asexual because i was like i just don't have a relationship with sex i think like maybe eight or nine months ago i think it was right around the time you and i were filming i was so similar like it was the exact same feeling i was like i don't want to be touched i don't it it almost it's like my body would like retract i couldn't handle intimacy Mm -hmm. Um, and, and also like I go to therapy, so obviously not all of it has to do with sex work, right. but sex work did not help that. No, right? like no. it doesn't. No, like the, another thing too, like that people don't think about is also like being doxxed and like that, like that happens, <sighs> yeah. dude. Like I, I have people DM me crazy shit about me that I didn't know you could find. That's scary. I, um, one thing I forgot to tell you about, uh, when I was transitioning was, um, people i at the time i i didn't really have a lot of stuff on instagram to indicate that i was a sex worker but then on one of those um those tube sites they were commenting my instagram and then somehow they found my mom's instagram and so they were sending my mom screenshots of like videos isn't that so weird yeah, it was fucked up because they were sending her videos of me like with a dick in my mouth and like and like your mom didn't fucking consent no, to what that. Did, she didn't deserve that shit. So like no, it's and also like I think I don't know I think it's California now and I saw it about airdropping like if you airdrop someone porn it's considered assault like sexual assault now really and they just passed the law I don't know a lot of details about it but in the same sense of that it's like. Are they not thinking how insane that is? Take out that it's your mom. Just that it's a random person seeing this. Yeah, they... But the fact that it's your mom makes it even well, fucking they, worse. Obviously, they did it because they wanted to fuck me up. They right. didn't give a fuck about how my mom felt about it. But, like, yeah, that was another thing that happened when I um I came out and I started transitioning. People were doing shit like that. And so... so- I had to go on private for a while and so yeah there's a lot that comes with sex work but that doesn't mean that I don't love doing sex work and no same I, I just think and I, I think uh, a lot of the pros are always talked about you know like mm-hmm. you're gonna what you'll make money you might a lot of people want fame they want notoriety but mm-hmm. 
talking about the cons doesn't mean I don't love my job, but I'm not forever grateful for sex work. I think it saved my life and in, in Same. recovery. Same. I'm I'm forever forever grateful. Mm-hmm. I will never. I I can talk shit about things that happen from my experience without thinking sex work as a whole is bad. Yeah, and I think it's important to talk about these things because like sex work should not be glamorized. Like, no. I'm and so how many tired. DMs do you get of people being like, I want to get into sex work because of you? I would like. Um, I, I don't have my DMs open, but, like, when I do the Instagram questionnaire, like, I have people, like, ask me stuff like that, like, um, how do I go about it? And I'm, like... Me, too. And I, and, and the thing is, is, like, I try if, if it's... Especially if it's someone I know, I'm always, like, I'll send a voice memo, like, mm-hmm. hey, here's what's up before you start. Here's how to be safe. It's hard to reply to every single person. Yeah, it's a lot. And, like, I don't know, like... I don't sometimes I don't even know where to begin same and like I don't want to be like hey just so you know you might regret this or like well, hey what, just what so works you know for you might not work for someone else as well yeah that's a, a really really important thing too and um you know like I just don't think that uh the cons are really talked about that much you know I agree. because uh, most of it you see is just glamorized online like make 30k in a month no that's not that's not Gonna, I'm sorry, but that's not gonna happen. Like, no, it, I mean, it, it, could, it could, it could, and if it right. does, slay. That's awesome. <laughs> but like, I, I wish that people would understand that it's hard work. Like, it well, everyone's is, like, oh, it's fast money. No, like, it's not. It's, it's the longest no, it's fucking. The thing is, is that advertising for a normal commercial or something like that is a one-time thing Mm -hmm. to advertise yourself in sex work is a forever evolving thing you have to find out trends what sounds work what i can post on twitter what i can post on instagram reddit tiktok tumblr you're always learning how to and also let's also mention that the internet hates whores so yeah without getting deleted you need Mm -hmm. to figure out a way to keep yourself marketable it's exhausting yeah it's, it's not just 30k a month. It's, no, it's not. There is so much more to it. It's a full-time it. job times 7. Yeah, and then like, you know, like you you do realize that I mean, I'm not going to be doing it forever, you know, and like I you got to think about the long run too like cuz like you could still like be in sex work like doing something but like it's, it's not a forever job, I don't think, you know. Yeah, First, I mean, also, though, when people are like, eh, what are you going to do when you're older? It's like, obviously, like, you can work in sex work as long yeah, as you Yeah, you want. can. As long as you keep your body, like, able and, like, willing, mm-hmm. you can you can do it. But you could burn yourself out, though. Uh, you... The burnout is so insane because, and, and mixing in the internet as well, it's like. Oh, yeah, because there are times that where, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, like, there are times where I'm like. <laughs> I don't give a fuck enough about this job anymore. Like, and I'm tired. Like, I'm you know. exhausted. The the constantly, mm-hmm. you know, just being online and figuring out how people. I don't it. like being online anymore, though. Like, I I think since like I have I have a family now. You know, like yeah. I basically have a husband and we have a kid. Well, no, we don't. He's not the father of my child but like we have a kid together and Ooh, well, like blood doesn't mean shit yeah That's we have family. a family together now and like i love being present with them and then there are times where i'm like oh shit like i need to post like right and I then anytime film. you're not posting or filming you're losing out on uh-huh. money so. yeah and so it's it doesn't stop like it's it's a uh 24 hour job dude like right. it's it's non-stop but like 
without it, like I, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. I wouldn't have been able to uh, get top surgery. Like I wouldn't have been able, you know, to meet you or Cinnamon or even my my boyfriend. Like yeah, it's crazy. Like how everything. Comes no, I'm full I'm so. I mean, it's the butterfly effect, right? I think every action has a reaction, and I'm mm-hmm. so like I love my life. I'm grateful for it, but I also never want to give someone the false idea that like getting into sex work is easy and fast money no and if you want to get into sex work um first of all this is the half the stories that have been told yeah like i've i've shared a lot today i don't you know and i don't share a lot about my personal life um so do you get hate for not being like about like personally online yeah you do yeah people get mad at me for not like sharing it like they i've um or people will make assumptions about me, about my life. And I'm like, you don't even know me. Like, you don't know anything about me. Like, you, you couldn't be so, like, far from the truth. So, like, there are times where people are, like, on TikTok, I notice TikTok, people will be, like, mad at me for not sharing certain things if I say I'm not comfortable with talking about that. And they're like, why? You owe it to your followers. I'm like, what? I'm sorry, but, like... I choose peace and just like some things I don't need to share online. That's how I feel about drama. Dude, oh my God. I like, you know, I'm willing to stand up when things are, are wrong. And I Same. always, I'm always down to solve things offline. Same. Always hit me up. Like, yeah, we'll talk. But I'm not about to go on my work Twitter and start petty internet beef. Bro, 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 bro. First of all, I have such bad anxiety that when drama happens, uh-huh. I literally, <laughs> I have diarrhea and I am throwing up. Just know that. If, if you're ever wondering what, what's Hank doing right now, she's having a panic attack, okay? That's what's happening. I don't, I hate online drama. Like, I don't get into, I don't subtweet. I'm sorry, but like. Same. I am almost 30 years old and I've been doing this shit for I don't know how many years. I've been doing this shit since 2017. I am not going to give any attention to petty bullshit on my work Twitter because that is where I advertise That's how I make a living. my work. Yeah, yeah, because you know what? Like it why am I going to mix in like personal drama and like bullshit with my work because also when i see people who are constantly arguing with people on twitter subtweeting talking shit like um that all that kind of stuff i'm not gonna work with you like straight up like i see i'm like i am scared now to work with yeah when i see people that just like they are talking like that or they just um start shit online or they're just like messy online and they do like um like only fans and stuff I'm not going to want to collab with well, you. Well, I love professional people. Yeah. Well, I want to feel mm-hmm. safe. I yeah. want to know that my... First of all, I want to know that emotionally I can trust you. Right. Because, I mean... We're about to do something so vulnerable. We're about to have intercourse. Like, mm-hmm. we are going... At the end of the day, that's an extremely vulnerable thing. Exactly. And if you're out here screaming at everyone that's ever existed, I am terrified. And it's it's just not a good look. It doesn't make people aren't going to want to work with you. It's unprofessional. And like, I just don't have the time of the day to like feed into Internet drama. Like, I'm sorry, but like, I'm not going to dignify you with a response or a reaction because it's not worth it to me. Like, I do not care about that shit. You know what I care about? Taking care of my family, supporting myself and my business. Like, 
And having a clean butthole. Yes, and having a clean butthole and um, <laughs> making love. and uh, <laughs> Making love. Making watching love. Shrek 2. Watching Shrek 2. But yeah, Your like doggo. my little dog. Like I don't have time to get into like petty drama on my work account. And it's not worth it. And um, yeah, I just, it's so silly. It's, it's ridiculous. Like I, and I would, I like working with professional people who like don't, do stuff like that like there are times where i'm on twitter and like i have I, ha- I follow a lot of people like i don't even know who all these people are but they'll just be like subtweeting or talking shit and then another tweet like i'll see about like frogs like cause i follow a frog page and like i follow um me with the cat memes yeah and then i follow this uh this um crocodile like uh <laughs> this out al- no it's alligator this alligator twitter and i'm like oh that's really interesting like learning facts <laughs> meanwhile everyone's like fighting online i'm just like hmm I just I I really like I think to a certain extent like I can't understand it only because when anything happens and it's any sort of drama like I am so like my entire body adrenaline goes through it in a way that like I I feel like a child who's having a panic attack like I go back to being like unsafe and like young and I'm like I I I don't want to be in this yeah I feel the same exact way and like if it can be handled offline that's totally fine like and also like if you think about it like whoever's followers or whoever's followers know their side of the story right right it almost feels unfair to bring it online and to expect your followers to fight your battles for you no that's ridiculous it's not fair like i think if you actually have a problem with someone like i think talking about it to them i mean you might not agree at the end of the day yeah or if you have a problem with someone, if you don't like them that much, then just act like they don't exist. That's right, what like I do. Mute them, block them. That's what I do. I just hit the mute button. I block where I on whatever app I need to, and I choose peace. Because like, why would you want to start? It's like the meme that's like, you're not gonna come on my phone and disrupt. No, me. you were no, absolutely not. Like that's it's just to me i i think choosing peace is like more important like i mean you have to prioritize your mental health in this line of work especially mm -hmm. i mean in in all aspects i think mental health should be a number one priority yeah i i do i do really think though like if like you're if you really don't like someone just mute them and just act like don't they don't exist like is it really worth it to you like spending all this energy and time just also sometimes for me i know because like Again, I have anxiety and I I can easily get my feelings hurt as well. Mm -hmm. I take a pause and I eat a meal and take a shower. And nine times out of ten, it's not worth enough a tweet or an Instagram story or a post anywhere. No, it's I I don't engage in that. Is it going to matter in five years? No, don't spend five minutes stressing. No, that's how I think about it too. I'm like in a year from now, like we're not even going to be thinking about each other. Like what? It's not worth it to either party so i i just don't that's that's not what i'm about i'm about work i'm about my family and i just go about my business no that's why i really respect you i i love people like that who are good at their job and i just shit post on tiktok like i don't i don't i don't ever like i see sometimes people like random people that i don't even follow like i could tell that they're like shading someone on tiktok i'm like Listen, I what? love a thirst trap to a dramatic song when it's about no one. Like, you know, when uh-huh. you, like, look hot. Yeah. I love that. 
But I'm not about to just go on TikTok and be like, fuck you. Yeah, because it's just like people will be like, fuck you. I don't give a fuck. And but then I'm it's like, almost like the boy who cried wolf, right? Then it's uh-huh. like at the end of the day when something really happens and you need people's support, you just talk shit about 16 other people. Yeah. And now I don't know what's real and what's what's just being petty. Yeah, bro. And I mean, you should care. I mean, listen, if someone's in danger or something mm-hmm. horrible has happened, obviously. OK. Yeah. You know, keep people safe, you know. Sure. But there's no reason to have personality drama. No. And bring it, especially as a sex worker. No, as a sex worker. No, because guess what? You're making other you're like you're giving civilians what they want and that's them seeing us tear one another down like that the, like that's what they want people want sex workers to hate each other well you know so when all the recent drama happened i, I went i had therapy mm-hmm. i do every week love my therapist shout out i see her tomorrow mm-hmm. and she was like why are you really mad about all this and she was like i think it's because you really don't like the idea that sex workers are giving people what they always want which is like to seem like they're not good people right that they're harming other people yeah. She's like, this is about safety for you mm-hmm. and you need to realize like are you adding to the fire or are you adding to the safety and like if what you really care about is keeping people safe then you need to talk about it more in your podcast right educate people like do contrary action and that's really like changed my opinion it's like sometimes it's easy to be mad and it's it, the bigger picture isn't always clear but like for me i know when i see sex work drama i just think we are harming the community exactly because we should be you know i mean it's like you know like a lot of people are like no girls don't support girls whatever it's girls protect girls i think sex workers need to protect sex workers right because we like our community like it's it's pretty small you know like it there's feels not, big because of online but yeah it's but not. it's not and so like why are we gonna tear each other down when like we could just like you know exist in the same workspace but we don't have to look at each other like it's fine there's room for everyone like we said there's room for everyone to but make a lot of money. people don't think that no <laughs> so be careful that's all yes you know just keep yourself safe I feel like we've covered a lot of things. Dude, I know. I'm sorry. I talked your ear off today. I love it. That's the whole point. Don't ever apologize for being you, Frankie. Okay. <laughs> apologize to yourself. Sorry. <laughs> You're allowed to take up space. You know that? <laughs> You're allowed to have a voice. <laughs> Me after drinking two Dr. Peppers. <laughs> I know. You're all over the place. I'm hyper now. I was so dead. We literally filmed for like four hours. My legs were shaking. I was dying. Dude, I'm so tired. <laughs> Just for context of this entire episode, we've been since 10 o'clock. It's now 528. Yeah, it's it's been a really, really long day, but it was a fun day. And I'm, I'm glad that I got to come out here. I'm so glad you got to come on. Thank you. Yeah, I love anytime, you. Anytime. Anytime. I love you too. I hope you have, maybe in the future we can have a very specific episode on something. Yeah. If, maybe if anyone wants to ask, wants you to ask me any questions. Yeah. Come back for a little part two. All right. Sounds good. Okay. I love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.